0: again to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Infection Investigations, Pandemic Policing, and Gauntlet Challenges. You hear me speak about our posts being deleted this week, trying to inform you people of Bill Gates and all of his nefarious nonsense, as well as trying to provide you guys with cures. But apparently, Instagram does not want that to happen. You hear us speak about this and more. In this edition. On top of that, we break down how 62 countries have collectively called for an investigation into the coronavirus, as well as the World Health Organization, of the federal government buying riot gear, citing the need for a pandemic, as well as Bernie Sanders and George Soros saying that the COVID-19 outbreak is the perfect tool for transforming society. That's right We'll talk about the New World Order and more All in this edition But first, a few quick updates If you guys want to support this operation Think about joining our Patreon exclusive membership program Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction If you listen to the exclusive or the Instagram live we did earlier this week You understand its importance And I get into this And why you guys need to support us in these trying times And more in the third segment But with that being said Let's we'll start the show Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in. To another edition, of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1018, season 10, episode 18. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from COVID-19 worldwide. We have now learned that the numbers are being purposely skewed for the numbers, for the dollars, for the almighty dollars, Bill Gates is now spending billions of dollars to manufacture at least a dozen of vaccines for COVID-19. And we are beginning to see a pushback from America regarding this. President Donald Trump freezing the World Health Organization's funding. We get into that in this episode and more. And the reason why we're starting off giving you guys this quick damage report, this status update, is because what you're seeing right now is the country fight for its very life. It's no longer left against right. It is now tyranny against freedom. COVID-19 has tried to infect us with the fields of authoritarianism, with the virus of tyranny. And because of this assault, this biological blitzkrieg against us, it has now awoken thousands, if, if not millions, across the world. Yes, they are telling us that there are various strains and different mutations taking place. Purposely obscuring the the numbers Purposely obscuring the information Purposely deploying armies of Of misinformation trolls and more Ought to cause confusion Ought to cause distrust Ought to all of it to cause Insecurity and doubt only for us to Run to the very same people who have Caused the problem Yes, this is 2020 And I am your host Noise Era Freedom Faction Stationed out here in the southwest of America, we are trying to do everything we can to bring you good people the information that you deserve and diversified in many different ways so that you comprehend what is happening. Earlier this week, we read to you guys from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, and we explained so many different things. The trading of gods, the worshipping of idols, and more. I want to speak on that. The trading of gods. How we no longer seek after glory. no. We've traded our gods for something else. No, no, no. Yeah, these days we virtue signal. (laughs) These days we don't have glory. We don't have chivalry, righteousness, wholesome, or decency. No, these have been eradicated from the nomenclature of the modern society. Purposely ripped from the vocabulary of today's world so that they would not embody these very true virtues, so that they could give you the virtues. And you now see this. With the masks, the gloves, with the anti-human social distancing agenda to where you are now feeling pressured, shame, guilt, all kinds of all kinds of emotions, a wide variety of, 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 of negative emotions, all designed to socially pressure you to obey. This is 2020. This is factions of freedom. This is show number 1018 and we are doing everything we can to provide you people with the, with the information that is necessary to survive with the information that is necessary to navigate this technotronic world that they're trying to put us under yes <laughs> yes oh yes this is the future you know what's crazy uh, I'll say this and we'll start getting into we'll start getting into things What's crazy is we're beginning to see that shift. We are beginning to see that pivot. We're beginning to see that turn in the tide. Yes, we have passed the first wave and you already see them telegraphing the second wave. But in anticipation of such an authoritarian move, people are already working against it. They are already exposing the government, exposing the overreach, exposing the corrupt politicians and more, and that's what's happening. What's, what's, what's really happening right now is you're having a great awakening. You're having a massive surge of, 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 I don't know, truth-seeking take place. Truth-seeking in a time of misinformation and censored platforms. Doctors being taken down. Epidemiologists being censored. Scientists literally being science or silenced because they don't go along with the agenda. This is our world now. You see, nobody really ever asks, and, and we talk about this tongue-in-cheek all the time. No one asks about the controlling forces who's sending down those orders on top, who are the ambiguous and nefarious they. Who are these secretive technocratic overlords that pass orders on down which, upon which you must obey? Who are they? Yeah, see, nobody ever asks that question. People always think, hey, there's no way that a small group of people could control the entire world. Shucks. There's no way that there's situations such as Bilderberg, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, George Soros, and more. The Open Society Foundation, the International Monetary Fund, you see? The World Economic Forum. Shucks. There's no way that the world could be controlled. And yet here we are, even though regardless of being flooded with new information, information that challenges their worldview, people still want to go along with the hysteria. They want to be validated in their delusions. You have to understand this. We'll talk more about this later on in the show. You have to understand where we are at. The fact that you have people who have been whipped into an emotional frenzy, trauma-based mind control is what I would call it, whipped into an emotional frenzy, a fervor of no other. And now they're begging for a solution. Because during this time frame, gang, when I sat up over here and provided you guys with solutions, had people like Dr. Stephanie Grutz on, uh, broke down things like UV light, I've, uh, uh, intravenous vitamin C, uh, went over things like zinc, magnesium, Vitamin D3, selenium, iodine, (laughs) all these things and more. See, we didn't freak out like the rest of the world. No. We peered straight into the abyss, and we now found the answers that the rest of the world's playing catch up to. I mean, just the other day. (laughs) New York City subways are beginning to have UV light in their subway system to help sanitize the environment. Shucks. Why do we have on Dr. Stephanie Groots? So, back to the point, people want to be validated in their hysteria. They want to be affirmed in their delusions. They want to be crazy. They want to have these feels. They want a virtue signal. They want a power trip. They want to shame mob you. They want to guilt trip you. You have to understand the broken, weak, and destitute mind of people today. These are the people that we're trying to wake up. These are the people that we cannot hate because we were once these people. And if... We don't have eternal vigilance. We may become them. And with that being said, let's start the show. So I didn't mean to go on like a uh, (laughs) hardcore rant, but people really have to understand the day and time that we are in. Like these are not normal days. These are not normal days. I mean, (laughs) we got threatened with our account being taken down this week for exposing Bill Gates' developing an enzyme called luciferase, as well as the benefits of chloroquine. But we'll get into that later. To start off this segment, let's get into this. 62 countries collectively calling for an investigation into the origins of the coronavirus, as well as the World Health Organization. This is put up by uh, Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up May 18th. It says, resolution demands investigations of, quote, the actions of who and their timelines pertaining to the COVID-19 pandemic. Sixty-two countries have collectively called for an independent investigation into the origin of the coronavirus and the reaction of the World Health Organization. A resolution led by European countries and Australia has been backed by every EU country, as well as the UK, New Zealand, Indonesia, Japan, India, Canada, Russia, Mexico, and Brazil. It is set to be presented to the World Health Assembly the grouping of of health ministers that sets policy for the WHO on Tuesday, where a vote will be held. The resolution states that the World Health Organization Director General Tedros Cabresias must, quote, initiate an earliest appropriate moment and oh, initiate at the earliest appropriate moment. And in consultation with member states, a stepwise process of impartial, independent and comprehensive evaluation of the origin of COVID-19. It also asks for an evaluation of, quote, experience gained and lessons learned from the WHO coordinated international health response to COVID-19. The resolution also demands an evaluation of the, quote, effectiveness of the mechanisms at the World Health Organization's disposal and, quote, the actions of the World Health Organization and their timeline pertaining to the COVID-19 outbreak or pandemic. The draft also suggests that the WHO should work with the World Health Organization for Animal Health or the World Organization for Animal Health to, quote, identify the zoonotic source of the virus and the root and the route of the introduction to the human population, including the possible role of intermediate hosts, including through efforts such as scientific and collaborative field missions. It does not, however, specifically mention China at all, most probably in effort to avoid further enraging of the communist state, which has already been threatened to ruin Australia's economy by imposing strict tariffs. The World Health Organization has come under intense scrutiny for repeating Chinese claims in January that the virus was not contagious between humans. The body has simply... simply has since complained that it has not been invited to take part in China's investigation of the outbreak. We reported on that just last week. Uh, As we highlighted last month, the World Health Organization blocked doctors from urging countries to impose border controls to stop the spread of coronavirus and repeatedly told countries not to close borders, despite them being proven to be an effective way of controlling the spread of the virus. Yeah. Like I said, we covered this with you guys last week. We're seeing this narrative pop up where it seems like there's going to be a world court coming together to basically judge China. Like, tra- like China's going to be put on trial for this, and we covered this all, um, you know, with Dr. Charles Lieber, his scientists, his ties to China, the communist state, smuggling biological materials, the FBI finding people, their ties to Harvard, Dr. Anthony Fauci being involved in this. It's a whole hodgepodge. It's a whole deal. And so part of me kind of thinks, and that's why you've been hearing me say, it's got to get put all the way out there for everybody to know about. It's got to be so dire, so crazy. It's got to be such, it, it, it has to be so widely known that it becomes a, a, a kitchen room talk, you see. Dining room discussions type deal. And that's what's happening. These people aren't going to get away with this stuff. I thoroughly believe that that's why we're going to see uh, more of these trials take place more of these types of criminal cases come up and more because this is not going to go away. But like I said, we talked about this just last week, you know, the fact that um, China is undergoing trial and then whenever the world health organization reached out to China to say, Hey, we're doing an investigation. Give us some information. They're like, no, we're not going to take part. We'll, we'll take part in your investigation. Whenever you're done, we'll tell you, uh, basically we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we want to tell you. You've got to understand the very, very sophisticated nature of these people, man. Like it is a, it's just very shady. It's just very shady. And then, uh, uh, fast forward into today, they're talking about doing investigations. Look at this right here. China admits to ordering labs to destroy early coronavirus samples. So how are they doing investigations? Were those early investigation or were those early samples, the ones that came from America well, the ones that came from China, we covered this. How scientists went into, uh, I think it was the Hubei province, some of the caves over there, found a bat, extracted coronavirus from it, injected it into a pig. That pig died. They chopped that pig up, fed it to another pig. And then they took that other pig's uh, remains and then took it to the wet mark. And then from there it spread. That's, that's one of the stories. You see, but even then, that's because we have American involvement. Right. You've got Harvard. You've got the gain of function research and more. Let me let me read a little bit more of this and then we'll continue on. We put this up May 20th. It says that the Chinese government issued an order on January 3rd to dispose of coronavirus samples at unauthorized laboratories. This is in a report that flew under the radar late last week. China admitted that it did order laboratories to destroy samples of the new coronavirus in the early stage of the outbreak. It's a charge that has, been leve- that has been leveled against the communist state since the beginning of the pandemic. On Friday, Chinese Health Commission spokesperson Liu, Liu Dingfeng confirmed that, quote, the Chinese government issued an order on January 3rd to dispose of the coronavirus samples at unauthorized laboratories. He denied that the destruction of the samples were part of a cover-up, insisting that they were destroyed to, quote, prevent risk to laboratory biological safety and prevent secondary disasters caused by un- unidentified pathogens. He also claimed that the lab had not been given permission to handle the samples and that they were destroyed to comply with the Chinese public health laws. Oh, because they're so obedient. Because they're so obedient over there. Are you getting the narrative that's happening right here? That accusations are being slung or, or hurled around at China and it's not looking too good. That there might be, again, that world court that takes place to where people get held accountable. I mean, earlier this week, what you had a uh, uh, you had, I think it was like in Ukraine or Russia with the whole Joe Biden Hunter Biden thing, where they're saying, "Hey, we need to go ahead and get this investigation happening on Joe Biden's son." And so it's like, how is this guy going to run? you got Joe Biden basically being underneath the investigation. Italian members of parliament calling out uh, Bill Gates. You've got the Mexican president saying, "Hey." We need to investigate Barack Obama for Fast and Furious. This is getting real, real crazy. China basically being called to uh, 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 go to trial for their handling of the coronavirus. This is getting crazy. This is that global governance that's that global governance that's taking place. Just keep that in mind. Continuing on right here, President Trump threatens to permanent freeze. Threatens permanent freeze on the World Health Organization funding. We put this up May 19th. It's from Nima Harris of News Punch. It says U.S. President Donald Trump has threatened to permanently stop funding of the World Health Organization and reconsider its membership in the body. He has given the agency 30 days to make major substantive improvements while insisting it mishandled the COVID-19 pandemic. Calling the World Health Organization's political gamemanship deadly, Trump also said that their repeated missteps have been extremely costly for the world. RT reports that in a scathing letter addressed to World Health Organization, World Health Organization Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus on Monday night, Trump took the agency to task for what he said were, quote, inaccurate and misleading statements about the coronavirus and moving too slowly to address the crisis, while also accusing it of doing China's bidding along the way. What's crazy is we actually talked about that. One of the Japanese members of parliament came up there and said, oh, we might as well. <laughs> and we played the clip. He, he started calling out uh, Tedros Gabricius. He's like, listen, we might as well just start go ahead and re- rename the World Health Organization a Chinese health organization because you guys are covering up for him. And now we see Trump echoing the very. Throughout the crisis, the World Health Organization has been curiously insistent on praising China for its alleged transparency, notwithstanding that China has been anything but transparent, the president said, adding that, quote, the only way forward for the World Health Organization is if it can actually demonstrate independence from China. We don't have time to waste. Quote, if the World Health Organization does not commit to major substantial improvements within the next 30 days, I will make my temporary freeze of the United States funding permanent and reconsider our membership. It is unclear what the agency would have do, would have to do for the White House to resume funding. However, as the letter does not specify what kind of reforms the Trump administration would like to see, with the U.S. president himself describing the three-page document as self-explanatory on Twitter. He's like, you know what I mean. Hurry up and change. Stop with the nonsense. Stop with the nonsense. Hurry up and change. What do you think he's saying hurry up and change about? Stop working with China, stop trying to kill everybody. Hurry up and change. You know what I'm talking about. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting developments on the geopolitical scale. And as I mentioned before we read that article right here, you have Sarah Cuniel, the MP, who slammed the Italian member of parliament, that slammed Bill Gates saying that he must be charged for international criminal court crimes by the International Criminal Court with crimes against humanity. Is this the very same crime, the the very same court that we'll see China go to, that we'll see Tedros Cabrasios go to, other world leaders, and more? Let me read a little bit of this. It comes from uh, Your Newswire. They put this up May 15th. It's by Baxter Dimitri. It says, Bill Gates is a criminal who must be charged with crimes against humanity by the International Criminal Court, according to an Italian member of parliament. During a blistering seven-minute speech before the national parliament, Sara Cuniel, MP, slammed Italian President Giuseppe Conte for teaming up with Bill Gates in a, quote, global coup. Here is a quote from the extraordinary speech. Quote, we, the people, will build the fires of resistance to such an extent that it will not be possible to repress all of us. I ask you, Leader of Parliament, to be our spokesperson who will give advice to President Conte. Next, you will receive a phone call from the philanthropist Bill Gates, forwarded directly to the International Criminal Court for the Crimes Against Humanity. If you won't do this for us, tell us how you should define you, how we should define you, the friendly lawyer who takes orders from a criminal, said Cunial. The Italian member of Parliament is not the first person to accuse Gates of being unfit to dictate world health policy. According to According to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Bill Gates, quote, landed the job of dictating world health policy with no election, no appointment, no oversight, and no accountability, and he is demanding to know how and why this happened. Adding, quote, does anyone else think that this is creepy? Last month, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. slammed Bill Gates in his messianic conviction that he is ordained to save the world with technology. Quote, vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthrop ah, uh, crap, vaccines for Bill Gates are a st- strategic ph- philanthropy that feed philanthropy there you go that feed his many vaccine related businesses including Microsoft's ambition to control a global vaccine identity enterprise and give him dictatorial control over global health positive, pol- uh, policy the spirit tip of corporate neo-imperialism Kennedy jr wrote gates's obsession with vaccines seems to be fueled by a messianic conviction that he is ordered to save the world ordained to save the world with technology and a godlike willingness to experiment with the lives of lesser humans. So maybe that's what Donald Trump's talking about when he says, "Hey, start acting right. Stop teaming up with this weirdo over here trying to kill all kinds of people. Maybe you'll get your funding. Maybe you start acting right, we'll get you your money." You see, but we don't think of these things because people don't think that You could have a tyrannical government or a shadow government working in the background doing these type of things. They don't understand that somebody like Bill Gates could carry out this type of evil. But you have to understand, the way this all works, and that's what I'm telling you, it has to get exposed. They have to put it all the way out there for everybody to see, for everybody to say and make the choice, do I want Bill Gates' vaccine? Do I want this type of world? It's got to to get put all the way out there in order for it to get exposed. I mean, shucks. This guy's such a sociopath. He came out, right out and said this, saying that as as, as many as 700 people could die from the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, whenever I played for you guys this clip earlier this week on Instagram Live, some people were commenting that they could not hear it. Hopefully, you're able to hear it in this setting
1: efficacy of vaccines in older people is always a huge challenge. You know, it turns out the flu vaccine uh, isn't that effective in elderly people. We clearly need a vaccine that works in the upper age range because they're uh, most at at risk of that. And doing that so that you amp it up so it works in older people and yet you don't have side effects. You know, if we have, you know, 1 in 10,000 side effects, that's, you know, way more 700,000 uh you know people who will suffer from that and that actual decision of okay let's go and give this vaccine to the entire world uh governments will have to be involved because there will be some risk and indemnification needed
0: oh uh, thanks bill gates so there you heard it from the man himself he wants to experiment on you keep that in mind my friends Keep this in mind, that we, as I've been saying, covering the coronavirus and more, we are the we are COVID-19's history. People were trying to compare this to the flu. This is a man-made disease. They weaponized the common cold. We are this version's history. This man wants to experiment with you. We'll find out more information about uh, Trump's vaccine czar, the one that has ties to mode NRA, Moderna and their are vac- their genetically modify their vaccines that modify gene- uh, genes. We'll talk more about that later. But people have to understand this man is willing to, to experiment on you. There's no, fi- there's, there, there, really is no ifs ands or buts about it. We've talked about how they're grabbing healthy people and conducting experiments on them, giving, injecting them with COVID just to see what happens. This is why, again, you have epidemiologists, you have scientists, you have doctors, you have all kinds of people coming out exposing not only the lockdowns, but COVID-19 and more. And they're saying, hey, there's no need for a vaccine. But because this man has invested his entire life and wealth into it, right, Bill Gates, <laughs> he can't do anything else. I'll say this, and then I'll, I'll – I'll, I'll, you know what, shucks, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. Um, I wanted to read a little bit of that article. But I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and get into this instead. You know, just last week, uh, <laughs> just last week, we, we, and we talked about it on Instagram live with you guys. But just last week, the FDA stopped Bill Gates from running around Seattle scooping up people's uh, DNA. Right. Right here. Coronavirus testing program funded by Bill Gates is suspended by the FDA. This is written by, ne- by Nima Harris over there at uh, News Punch. They put this up May 14th. It says the organizers of a virus tracking project funded by Bill Gates say their efforts are being paused while they, de- while they deal with, cer- with concerns raised by the FDA. The FDA has ordered SCAN, the Seattle Coronavirus Assessment Network, to stop screening for the virus put in the program that has been providing hundreds of pe- of home testing kits each day on pause. Now, let me put a stop right there, okay? Because we're already talking about a lot of different things. You've got a... a, a, a A billionaire stepping down from Microsoft and then his next move, right? And we covered this when it happened. I made the joke, pun intended. It's like he left those computers to start working on our computers on the human biology. He stepped down from Microsoft, deploys this scan thing, starts collecting people's DNA and stuff to see who has the coronavirus and more, spends spends billions of dollars to begin manufacturing vaccines. Don't even get me started on Bill Gates and more. Let me stick to this. How creepy is this that you have somebody like Bill Gates thinking that he can use his wealth, and I hope I can say it right, and his uh, philanthropic nature to acquire people's data, DNA? That's what the testing is doing. That's why we're always talking about the, potential, the potentiality of these test kits being contaminated. So this is, this, is, this is a huge red flag. Yes, this man should be stopped. Where is this data going? We're already talking about, the poten- we're talking about certain people uh, having their data being given over to law enforcement for monitoring, uh, arrests, uh, uh, quarantine, uh, self-isolation enforcement, things like this. Contact tracing eventually, uh, eventually disappearing these type of people. We covered that with you guys last, last week. This is crazy. This man is a supervillain. I'll read a little bit more of this, and then we'll continue on. It says that the scan suspension comes just a day after Bill Gates praised the efforts in his personal blog. He wrote, quote, it has the potential to become an important tool for health officials seeking insights about the spread and the behavior of the virus. Yeah, I bet. Because he's, like I said, he's running around contacting people and taking their DNA. It truly is crazy to see. You see? This is these these are those gifters. Bill Gates is just one of those gift givers. He just wants to help you. He just wants to take care of you. You see. Right here, check this out. LAPD wants to give you rapid result virus tests to everyone it arrests. We put this up May eighteenth, it was over there at the Drudge Report. It says the Los Angeles Police Department wants to give a rapid result test to everyone its officers arrest to check for the coronavirus and is pushing the city officials to secure the equipment to do so. goes on to say the Los Angeles Police Chief Michael Moore told the Police Department's civilian oversight body that he has asked City Hall to secure a rapid result testing system capable of determining within 15 minutes whether people are infected with the coronavirus. Such systems exist. Though their accuracy has been questioned, and I'll let you guys go off and read more about that if you want. But do you get the picture that I'm that I'm trying to explain to you right here? They're trying to set up the framework to disappear people. You get me? Trying to set up the framework to disappear you. It's very, very disturbing. Oh, I I, I don't again, I don't know what's more disturbing. The framework, the authoritarianism that's kind of creeping or the compliance thereof, you see. And I wish that I could say this next thing I'm about to bring up. I wish I could say that, you know, it's surprising to me, but it's really not. We've already experienced it. You've had Joy Behar condemn lockdown protesters saying that they are terrorists. I myself (laughs) have been have been. uh, Hit with some mean words, basically saying I shouldn't tell people to take their freedoms back. And now, right, because of all this craziness going on, you know, people not people seeing the authoritarianism creep in, people beginning to fight back, people saying, "Hey, no, we want to have a level of normalcy. We want to have a level of chill and cool and real." Get back. Now you have Hillary Clinton suggesting that armed lockdown protesters are terrorists. That's right. Because in an authoritarian government such as the one we find ourselves in today, civilians have become criminals. That's why they're trying to make it impossible to be a law-abiding citizen. They want to turn you into a criminal so they have, so they have the, 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 the right to come arrest you. You see, they have to dehumanize you before they disappear you. This is from the Washington Sentinel. We put this up uh, May 18th. It's by Andrew West. It says, one of the beautiful things about the American Constitution is the freedom of speech. Without it, the rest of the rights we have as U.S. citizens wouldn't amount to much. That's why it's so concerning when certain politically prominent people attempt to harass or attack those who are speaking out for what they believe. Protests and the belief that fuel them are the very building blocks of our American society. Despite this obvious and omnipresent reality, Hillary Clinton has chosen to bash a large swath of Americans who have been speaking out against what they see as government overreach. I'm pulling up the tweet. Uh, She put this up May 15th. It says, armed men storming a legislator to disrupt its Democratic proceedings is domestic terrorism. It cannot be tolerated. And then she has like a little article here from Newsweek. Uh, But getting back into the article, it says, unsuccessful 2016 Democratic presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton lumped in armed shutdown protesters with domestic terrorism following the Michigan shutdown protests. What Clinton failed to mention is that there were no incidents of violence or danger reported from any of these open carrying constitutionalists, nor did she acknowledge that the reality that only about 5% of those who were protesting came armed. This sort of vitriol is both incendiary and demeaning and has no place being expressed by such a prominent American politician. There you have it. uh, Didn't I tell you already? You having freedoms is a dangerous, dangerous thing. How dare you? We already covered this. Because you have to understand, in this authoritarian government we have today, you cannot fight for your rights. You cannot have anything. All you can have is your universal basic income. You can get your stimulus check, your Trump butts, and you better sit there and wait. You better not stand up for yourself. You better not stand up for others. You better not stand up for the rule of law. You better not want to be wholesome, decent. You better not call for justice. You better not call for these things. Just trust that the government is here to help you. And check this out. Quote, we're with them. Trump celebrates as more than 100 states back the COVID-19 China probe. Should have covered this. Whenever we were talking about the 62 different countries <laughs> that were down to uh, uh, investigate China. But again, here in America, we're beginning to see this sentiment come out, this narrative come out that we need to investigate China. We need answers. So while everybody else is saying that we don't need to take our freedoms back, we don't need to take our rights back, well, while we're practicing this level of denialism, we have to have some form of truth. Let me get into this article. We put this up on May 18th. It's from Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge. It says, President Xi's generous promises to share a non-existent COVID-19 Chinese virus vaccine uh, with the world. While extending some two billion dollars in aid to the poorest nations, apparently failed to dissuade the 54-member African Union bloc of nations from supporting a resolution for calling for calling for a WHO-led investigation into China's handling of the COVID-19 outbreak. Of course, Xi said during his keynote address during this year's annual meeting of the WHO, which is being held virtually. That China supports a, quote, comprehensive evaluation of the factors behind the outbreak, while Chinese tabloid editors have sneered that the world better not complain when the outcome shows the U.S., not China, is responsible for the outbreak. President Trump promised in a tweet shortly after the news broke that we, quote, we are with them regarding Australia's resolution for a COVID-19 inquiry with a tweet which prompted even more Chinese disinformation. A coalition consisting of more than 110 nations has formed to back the inquiry, according to the reports in the Australian press. The African Union's 54 member states will co-sponsor the Australian motion, joining 62 other countries, including Russia, Indonesia, India, Japan, Britain, and the U.S. and Canada, along with members of the European Union's 27 members, as well as Brazil, South Korea, Mexico, Turkey, and New Zealand. That's right. Now, what we have to understand is, I don't want to say we've crossed the Rubicon, but we've definitely stepped into a completely different uh, a completely different battle, right? We've all got to know what's going on, what the stakes are, and what's going to happen. I've been asking since the inception of this, is this a bioweapons attack, right? What What's the war game here? Uh, we've talked about both America and China having both their hands caught in the cookie jar and both of them having to play some form of reparations. You know, we're playing this week by week, but this very, this article has a very, very interesting tweet attached to it. And I want to cover this before we move in, move on uh, to our last couple of topics for this, 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 this section. And it says, this is from a uh, Huxian GT, the Chinese account over there on Twitter. He says, China is not afraid of an independent investigation into the origin of the coronavirus Hope that the U S is not afraid of it either. Regardless, whether regardless where the virus originated, China's stance is the same, but if the investigation finds it originated in, U- in the U.S., Trump's reelection is doomed. It says that the World Health Assembly should take note. President Trump said last week that the U.S. began developing a COVID 19 vaccine on January 11th, but at the same time, the whole world, including China, knew very little about the virus. Where did the U.S. acquire the knowledge? It should be the focus of the investigation. So just very, very interesting stuff to keep in mind, Uh, because while we're being infected with this virus of authoritarianism, you've got virtue signalers, mass shamers, name it and shame it groups popping up over there on Facebook and more. We're still trying to figure out what's going on in our own country. You've got people blaming Trump for this, not even getting on, not even knowing what's going on. So, yes, an investigation into this infectious disease is necessary but because we have now reached a whole new phase of this agenda we're on the other side of things you see right here null and void judge tosses oregon oregon governor's COVID 19 lockdown they put this up may 18th it's from zero hedge it says an oregon judge has declared coronavirus restrictions enacted by governor kate brown quote null and void because our emergency orders weren't approved by the state legislature after 28 days according to KJW eight Baker County circuit judge Matthew Shirtcliff made the ruling Monday in a lawsuit brought by churches who had been, who had sued saying the social distancing directives were unconstitutional. We've actually had sheriffs come out talking about this as well, not enforcing unconstitutional orders. We covered it just last week. Uh, The police officer who was fired, unfortunately for saying to police officers, fellow officers, enforcement officers saying, Hey, you took an oath, don't don't enforce these unconstitutional orders, and he gets fired for doing so. But continue on back here in this article. It says that the suit has also er, or has also argued that the emergency powers only last for a month, and after that, Brown would have to would have need would needed legislative approval. Uh, the judge agreed. KJW eight reported. Brown says she will immediately appeal the ruling with the with the state supreme court which would, quote, ensure we can continue the safeguard of all health of all Oregonians, including frontline health care workers, those living in nursing homes, workers in agricultural and food processing plants and Oregonians and with underlying health conditions while the legal process moves forward. An attorney representing churches, Ray Hack, said during a Monday phone interview that the ruling nullifies Brown's ban on church gatherings for worship, but also invalidates the entire stay at home order. The stay at home order is no longer in effect. It is invalidated. If the people want to get their hair cut, they can. They can leave their home for any reason, whether it's deemed essential in the eye of the state or not, he said, adding that that the ruling was a vindication for both the freedom of religion and that of all Oregonians. Praise God. I'm excited and and I'm glad that the judge saw that there are limitations on the governor's powers, even in the midst of an emergency. And that's what I've been talking about throughout the entirety of this, hoping... That we are able to maintain some level or normalcy, hoping that with all this craziness still going on, we have a, you know, we the, 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 that we have rights that we have liberties, you know. But this is the last thing I want to cover in this segment, and then we'll take a quick break. Something that I think you guys are all very much aware of in your own areas, your own corners of the world, your own pockets. Of the universe. yeah. I think we're like, what, day 65 of being underneath lockdown, right? But right here, again, it's something you guys have noticed in your own world. Lockdown zealots are behaving like cult members. This is warned by a psychotherapist, Dr. Hugh Wilbur- Wilborn. Now, I'm going to read something that you guys already know. That's what I'm saying. The guilt tripping. The mask shaming. How here in New Mexico... Uh, there's a group (laughs) called the Alamogordo Name and Shame group. It's over there on Fedbook if you guys want to go join it. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of quarantine Karens running around to different stores, uh, enforcing social distancing, taking pictures of people without masks, saying, who are they? You know, the very, way, the very same place I've seen this tactic, I'll say this before I jump back into the quarantine Karens, the very same place I've seen this tactic is with Antifa. It's, it's, it's doxing, right? But they just call it name it and shame it. It's just a different version of it. You see, you see these tactics where it's just like shame mob, guilt trip, how dare you? There's a video out this week, and we did a get around to posting it, of an entire supermarket ganging up on an individual for not wearing a mask, calling her dirty. You see what I'm saying by this 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 anti-human social distancing agenda to where it's got us hating one another, pitting us against each other, acting as if we're holier than now. You see the virtue signaling being put on steroids. Let me read a little bit of this. We'll continue on. Oh, we put this up May 19th. Like I said before, it's from Zero Hedge. It says, Psychotherapist Dr. Hugh Wilburn says lockdown zealots are displaying all the classic signs of cult members by doubling down on their beliefs despite having been proven wrong. Now, this is something I, I, I've I've really tried to explain to people in a very casual way that a lot of people want to be validated in their hysteria. A lot of people want to be confirmed or affirmed in their delusions because you can't run around doing all these things, sanitizing stuff, you know, buying the toilet paper, uh, uh, waiting your turn in line, you know, like everybody else, mass shaming. Uh, you, you, You can't be like everybody else unless you go through these things. You get me? So they need us to validate their delusions. They need us to get into it with them. They don't want the truth. Their hearts and their minds have been turned to stone. Let's continue on. It says in an article on his website, Wilburn highlights the work of respected psych- social psychologist Leon Fistinger, who analyzed the belief of a UFO cult in the 1950s who believed that a flying, fa- flying saucer would rescue them from the apocalypse. However, after the catastrophic earthquakes and floods they expected to hit the United States never arrived and their beliefs were totally disproved, quote, the cult members would not would become not less but more convinced of their of their beliefs. Fistinger identified five conditions that needed to be met in order for cult members to double down on their beliefs and avoid cognitive dissonance. One, there must be conviction. Two, there must be commitment to this conviction. Three, the conviction must be amenable to unequivocal disconfirmation. Four, such unequivocal disconfirmation must occur. Five, social support must be available subsequent to the disconfirmation. Basically, that social pressure, that social reinforcement. Do you see what I see? Do you see this this, this, this pink elephant? Riding a bicycle through the grocery store? Yeah, me too. Well, let's begin to enable each other. Let's engage in this delusion. Let's validate each other's hysteria. Continuing on, it says, Festinger's five conditions and the behavior of the cult believers correspond closely to the same situation with Brexit, climate change, and COVID-19. A prophecy is made. Believers invest themselves, their time, money, and prestige into it. The prophecy fails, and the believers become more fervent, writes Wilburn. The doctor notes how terrifying predictions of how many people COVID nineteen would kill have fallen massively short, and the models that produce these numbers have been thoroughly debunked. Despite warnings that the COVID that the that coronavirus would kill five hundred thousand in the UK alone and the disease has only claimed three hundred and eighteen worldwide, quote. To put his to put this figure into perspective, the number of people who have died of or with COVID nineteen in about four and a half months is the same number who die in five days with cardiovascular disease, writes Wilburn. The doctor notes how, quote, experts are still doubling down anyway, warning of mass deaths if lockdown is lifted too early, and of second wave infections. So there you have it. This is what I mean by that lockdown psychosis that's beginning to take over, that hysteria, that delusion, and how they're trying to take us with it. You heard me mention this earlier this week with you guys, and I'll say it again as I close out. Remember last year over the Instagram Lives, one of the things we discussed time and time again was the nihilism, the apathy, the suicide spirit, and more. These days, we call it COVID-19. And because we have a reference of the emotional instability in the places that we've been since that time frame and more, we talk about it on Instagram Lives, particularly the evolution of warfare. We're a little bit more equipped mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and we're working on the financial aspect than other people. But as I said before, a lot of people want to be validated in the hysteria. They want their delusions to be real. They want to have a reason to be engaged in such craziness. That's why we're trying to figure out everything we can beyond the virus, with the virus, society, and more. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into pandemic policing, you know, (laughs) This crazy stuff that's going on, uh, the, just 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 the insanity. You know, Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor, talking about pledging allegiance to the New World Order. Uh, the federal government buying riot gear, citing that they wanted a pandemic. And I'm also going to play for you guys an extremely disturbing video of two activists, just random people like ourselves, forcibly being removed from their house simply for not agreeing with the government pandemic policing and more is on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. 5. And we're back I hope you guys like that <laughs> I um, <laughs> I just I thought you would get a kick out of that because it is extremely funny it is extremely funny <laughs> um, but it's real it's it's real and the reason I say that is because we have to understand that we are up against the scientific dictatorship We're up against the technocratic elite. We're up against satanic scientists and technocratic occultists people with well over 200 and IQ who do dabble in the occult and the strange and are aware of the mysteries. Yeah. You know, it's it's just crazy to see how fast everything changes and what little time we are given. But... uh, but, how we're given so much time and so many different warnings, but because we're 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 paralyzed by all the options and by the potentials, we don't do anything. It's kind of like whenever you're watching Netflix and you see so many different things, you just kind of get turned off and want to go watch some Hulu or something. You know, that's what's happening right now. We're being overwhelmed with the external changes that we see taking place, and because we kind of have to configure our own mental space and our own internal world. To this external uh, configuration, it's a little bit crazy. There's some identity schisms taking place here, um, and they are definitely taking advantage of such such craziness. Uh, But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this edition of Factions of Freedom. This segment, we're going to be talking about, again, the police state, the authoritarian moves that you see governments and states across the nation taking. Governments across the world, states across the nation. Because it's a lockstep thing. No one is immune to this authoritarian dictatorship. No one's immune to the COVID nineteen eighty four. You see. And that's why I'm so grateful that you see so many people basically like like I said again, so many people just waking up to to the injustices of governments, to to lying governors, <laughs> corrupt government to creepy, shady billionaires trying to control your life and more. I'm grateful for that. But because of this, you know there's going to be blowback. You can't have all these people waking up, being aware of the truth, and going about their business. Because if that were the case, everybody's waking up, we're trying to, we're, we're trying to create change. The controlling oligarchs don't want that. They want to be able to control the outcome. What do I mean? Right here, just keeping you safe. Pandemic policing. The federal government buys a riot gear citing the pandemic. This is put up by Max Lavo of SHTF Plan. They put this up May 19th. It says they are gearing up for a battle. The federal government has just purchased riot gear and increased its spending, citing a pandemic. Last I checked, riot gear is to protect protect them from the public when we finally had enough of their control and has nothing to do with keeping us safe from the virus. The purchase order includes requests for disposable cuffs, gas masks, ballistic helmets, and riot gloves, along with law enforcement protective equipment for federal police assigned to protect veteran affairs facilities. The orders the orders, were expedited under a special authorization, quote, in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. The Veteran Affairs Department, which manages nearly 1,500 or 15,000 1,500 healthcare facilities around the country has also extended special contracts for coronavirus-related security services. This is reported by The Intercept. The Inspector General reported, the the Inspector General report noted that there is, quote, an additional strain caused by the need for additional police presence for COVID-19-related screenings of veterans at all VA health facilities and recommending the hiring of contract security services. Riot gear for COVID-19 screenings it sure sounds like they know they are enforcing tyranny and they want to be protected when the majority of the of the public finally figures it out. <laughs> because isn't this why Trump activated the National Guard, saying that he's going to have the military take care of the, the, the vaccines? You're going to have riots, man. If it's not going to be food, it's going to be people not wanting to be forcibly inoculated. You're going to have riots. I'm worrying about the food riots. Give them bread and circus and they'll never revolt. Well guess what, you take away the circus and the bread, people are going to revolt. Continuing on, it says President Donald Trump signed off on the on this when he signed the CARES Act into the law. The CARES Act, the 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus legislation passed in late March also authorized 850 million dollars for the coronavirus emergency stimulus or the emergency supplement funding program, a federal grant program to prepare law enforcement correctional officers and police for the crisis. The funds have been dispensed to local governments to pay for overtime costs, purchase protective supplies, and defray expenses related to emergency policing. Last month, the federal government secured a contract to purchase 100,000 body bags to dispose of COVID-19 deaths. However, since we know based on their own numbers that not many people are dying from the virus, those bags are likely for what's coming next. And I don't mean the fake second wave they are already planned. I mean the uprising from the fake second wave. As we have said from the beginning, the virus is not the problem here. The problem is the tyrannical response from the government and this investigative or, and in this IG por- report proves that they know they are pushing people to a point of rebellion. Keep your eyes and ears open, hope for the best and, pre- and prepare for the worst when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Yeah, we have an obligation to fight this. You know, that's why you have veteran affairs using over 42,000 different hydrochloroquine doses a day because they're trying to get these guys ready for whatever's coming next, armed conflict, right? Like what the QAnon folks say, that the arrests are coming, that we had to go into martial law for the deep state arrests, right? Isn't that what they told us? I'm not sure. Either way, it's very dangerous for them to be playing this game because they know what they're doing. And just a taste of what's to come. Speaking of this, pandemic policing right here. Extremely disturbing video shows Canadian cops medically kidnap a couple over their peaceful, corrupt government views. Crazy. This is this is insane. Uh, Audio listeners, you guys can't see it because you're listening, but I'll play it for you. I won't play it in its entirety, but it's exactly what it sounds like. You have a couple sitting here saying, you know what you're doing is wrong. It takes a human to to, to admit this. This guy says, I know I'm not human. I don't care. I'm just following orders. Where else have we heard that type of narrative take place? From the Nazis? I'm just following orders. What are you, a robot? This is the tyranny that we have been trying to push off for so long, trying to make people aware of. These are the jackboots of the state that could care less because they are here to carry out their orders. It was originally written by uh, Matt Agorist of the Free Thought Project, but the Sons of Liberty reposted it over there uh, May 19th. It says, In the land of the free and home of the brave, it is somehow a crime to think for yourself and express those thoughts. What well, just took place to an immigrant couple for simply expressing, among other things, that, corrupt, that governments are corrupt, which they are, should send chill, should, should should send chills up your spine. They were arrested, quote, for their safety and taken for mental evaluations. And I gotta say this is the show of force that Fox News Sean Hannity should be addressing. Non peaceful protesters in Michigan with their long arms. Let's see if Hannity will cover this story and demand justice. <laughs> It says, uh, here's the video of the couple being arrested for simply having different views and being outspoken against government, against corrupt government. Notice how the brown shirts and their little mental health professional are all ready to protect the beast state against peaceful dissenters. Do these people not know the Constitution and these rights that people have? Apparently not. They're like Nazis, quote, just doing their jobs, which aren't their jobs. It, it's it's crazy. It says, Hamilton police used safety... As the reason that they participated in the medical kidnapping of an immigrant couple who were outspoken in their views against the government. Let's listen.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 yeah, that's no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't
3: need you, in you want to set it up. i you okay to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. okay. So, as a result, no. as a result, speaking to my partner yesterday, there's there's concerns. I, I prefer to say that they're okay with that.
4: Please
3: and thank you. I speaking to you my partner yesterday. There's some concerns for your safety, right? We understand what your yeah your, 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 your standpoint, right? The reason why you're doing what you're doing is to, to take a stand against the city, correct? No, the city,
4: government, the government. Okay,
3: yes, the government. But as you know, what I can say from one person to another, how you said yesterday,
4: from one human to another, it's no, 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 you saying Yeah. So you want, you just, tell me one thing you do as a human. Breathe. No. Well, okay. I mean, not breathe. Okay. I'm just letting you know. You're, no, you're not you human. The question, you're not human. Okay. So, as a result, Wait a you're saying you're human, I'm saying you're not human. You have to become human. Okay. It's okay. No problem. See? That's
3: how you identified yourself outside.
4: This is your corrupted government. You're part of this big system. Okay. You're coming here like this. Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we so dangerous to you? Look at us.
3: I hope okay. not. I hope, sure. I hope okay. we're going to smoothly. What? I don't know you. My job, I have to make sure that I protect myself and protect everyone that I'm dealing with.
4: Right? That's the wait, wait a second, wait a second. Yesterday, a bunch of your police team mm-hmm. And then, uh, also on a, like, on a swap team. You shouldn't <laughs> Yeah. Yep. You know, and, my uh, boss is
3: here as well, just so you know. He was. Why is why this
4: shiny? Why, why this these Why this? You are glasses.
3: Yeah, this is this is my uniform. This is what they gave me to wear every day.
4: Yesterday they told us, oh, we're gonna check on you again. Yeah, like, come, come 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 like right. this. Come at least like this we'll like go, her we'll Yeah, she's know. not a police officer.
5: I'm a mental health worker with St. Joseph's Hospital. We are part of a specialized unit, the rapid response unit with Hamilton.
4: What is our okay. in St. Joseph's Hospital? What? How it's my address. This, this, normal clothes. No way, what is this? My, my boss
3: tells me this is what I have to wear, so this is what I wear. This is what they've given us, right? That's so why it's called a uniform, so we all have the same one on, us, so we can be identified.
4: Why did you come at 8 o'clock? It's our time to go to sleep, actually. My
3: apologies. My apologies for coming at a time that's not convenient for you. But why
4: did you
3: come? I, I was going to let you know. You, you, had some, you had some questions for me. And now, the reason why I'm telling you why we were here, my colleagues came out yesterday. They submitted a report based on your interactions. We have some concerns for your well-being and your safety. Okay? <laughs> thank you. So Very
4: nice you. Just, so hyper- nice of you. It's so hypocritical, actually. When we are approaching God... Oh, you a lot of information. Yeah. we we'll all our demands. They don't need. You no, know, they are ignoring, okay. ignoring, ignoring for some years. Ignoring. Okay. So, Fighting us is a. No. This is a government? Garden? Yes, city. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, provincial, so on and so forth. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, So, uh, but you're saying, because about our safety, mm-hmm. we're actually in a much, much better position than you. Okay. Because you guys are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More in trouble. Okay. You're more in trouble. You're so. You sold yeah. your soul by, like by, by doing this uh, pledge of allegiance you annihilate your conscience so whether it's moral or not, you pledged to do the government what somebody else okay. can tell you to us so you sold your it? soul and that's so that puts you in actually yeah. so I'm not here to get into that
3: debate uh, uh, but but we are right? here to get into that
4: debate
6: okay,
3: that's I'm not but
4: here to get into that debate but well, I'm
3: as here as to as as let you know, you know is that based on the concerns that were put forward yesterday with your report, We have contacted a judge, and the judge has issued what's called a form two. What that is to do, and this is it directs me, being a police officer, that I have to take both of you to St. Joseph's Hospital right now for an examination. No way! No way! Unfortunately, I don't have that. We don't have that. We have no right. have no right. You have no right
4: to do that.
3: You have no right. right. That's what this is for. That's I know that's what I'm trying to say. It's a form for the Ministry of Health that's been back. that has been backed by provincial. Yeah. Okay, that that's neither here nor there. If you care or not, this is my authorities and this is what I have to do. So I hope I beg of you to come cooperatively.
4: So you're not going to come cooperatively. So what? No authority. Okay. How is authority? You cannot do this. I respect
3: that for you. Unfortunately, my standpoint and my position is that I'm paid to enforce this. Okay, this is my job. This is my job. This is my role. I have an obligation. My I took an oath to serve and protect. And, I, and just to let you know, I'm here to protect you. The, reason, mean, the reason why I want to take you there is to protect you guys to make sure that you're safe. So what happens is we go to St. Joseph's Hospital.
4: You, keep you speak to the doctor.
3: Keep you speak to the doctor. Okay. I don't believe I am? That's your that's your that's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm evil. Okay. That's your opinion. You don't know Forced me? forcefully
4: to take us to hospital. Why well, are I you don't kidding
3: want, me? I don't want to do it forcefully. That's why I'm hoping that you'll assist me. You 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 you'll accompany that's
4: me. That's
0: a hypocrite. Why am I a hypocrite? Why because
4: you are forcing me? Because yes. you're seeing it's far off seeing. I'm I'm
0: gonna skip forward a little bit. Because uh, I'm gonna skip forward a little bit. Just so you guys really understand, I'll put the link for this in the description bar below if you want to watch it in its entirety, but what you're going to understand is these people are doing this. This is the global health security agenda. This is Obey Big Brother. This is where they they know what's best for you. You don't know what's best for you. That's why they're saying they're coming in the name of safety, of public health. Hey, we're worried about you, so if you just do us this favor, go ahead and turn yourself in. There won't have to be any problems. I'll play a little bit more of this, and then we'll continue on uh, with the show. But I I, I hope to God you guys are understanding what's going on and why we have to fight this, why people have to understand their rights, expose police accountability, put these people in their place, understand that they they, they work for us. There's so many different things going on here that all I can do is continue to play this. But uh, let's, let's listen.
5: Health worker, okay. I'm not a police officer. This is an involuntary examination of hospital. What this means is it's not in the police discretionary law or as a mental health worker. This form is valid, signed off by a justice of the peace. They cannot walk away. It's a voluntary examination. examination, examination. So, what we're asking is we're asking for co- you know, cooperation. we are going to go down, you're going to be seen at the hospital, and you're going to meet with the doctor. And that is what that's possible. So, all yes, the yes, officers
4: are yes. asking today, really this, is, this is intrusion. This is. We don't, we're, not, this is we're not a threat. The we are not a threat. Again, you're
0: absolutely entitled to your opinion. <laughs> There's
4: no other way to look at it. Yeah, they're just yeah. trying to... Just don't be a hero. There's no other way.
0: Okay. Crazy. Like I said, I'll, I'll put the, uh, the full thing and the rest in the description bar below because it is—it a—it's is, uh, mind blowing to just see it happen. You know that we can, that we're literally even reporting on this. The video itself has like 60, 63,000 views on the page right now. It's almost eighteen minutes long, and it's—it's it's exactly that. You're having people forcibly removed from their house in the name of public safety, doing mental health wellness checks on people. All, all, all because they're exposing the corrupt government, exposing exactly what we're doing. We'll get into this later in the next segment. Uh, but earlier this week, Donald Trump came out with a new bill. A new way to target and track political activists and more. Check this out. Uh, Trump's new secret watch list allows government to track political and information activists with no warrant. We'll get into that later, but that's what you have to understand. We're in those days. And remember earlier, we, we, we talked about this. The FBI is saying that they may, that they have the ability to arrest deep state conspiracy theorists. When I'm telling you that they're setting up the infrastructure and the framework for tyranny and for COVID 1984 and more, you really have to understand what these people are doing. They do not want dissent. They do not want people questioning their authority. Last week, a, Groundbreaking video came out of the Chicago Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot talking about pledging allegiance to the new world order, saying that whenever she begins to elect people, she wants to make sure that they take a pledge to this new way of doing things, to this new world order. Let's take a listen.
5: How do you do it? My thoughts are, because it's not written into law, it's just a very dominant culture. I think the only way you could do it is a couple ways. One, I would, I'm thinking about an executive order from day one that says, you know, in more legalese than this, this is not a thing we will not no longer honor this, because the way that already program works is there's got to be compliance with the executive branch, because otherwise it doesn't work. So you got to eliminate that compliance and you make a mandate, um, and then you do training, particularly in the city, I'll call them licensing departments, whether it's zoning, buildings, um, housing will be impacted by it, planning certainly, um, and it's a, and you, and you pick the people in one of those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. And then I think you have to, how do you do it?
0: To good governance. This is written by Baxter Demetri of News Punch. They put this up May 14th. It says Chicago Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot promised to hire department heads and deputies who will be, quote, pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance in a disturbing interview after her landslide election victory. Mayor Lightfoot, whose campaign slogan was, quote, Bring in the light, was speaking to the Chicago Tribune newspaper when she made the disturbing comments that openly promoted the New World Order and good governance. Quote, You pick the people who will run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the New World Order and good governance said Mayor Lightfoot in April of 2019 before adding that, quote, and then you have the inspector general do some spot audits on us to make sure there is real compliance. Lightfoot became the first black woman and the first openly gay politician elected to lead Chicago. She is also the first elected mayor in decades who wasn't born in Chicago. The Chicago mayor is far from the first public figure to expose a new world order. Last month, Henry Kissinger said that the United States must join a quote global program that will usher in a new liberal world order after the coronavirus lockdown ends. Before ominously warning that the world could be quote set on fire, if this does not happen, former British governor or for, former British Prime Minister uh, Gordon Brown has also called on world leaders to create a new order by forming a quote. Temporary global government to tackle the medical and economic crises caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Brown, the global government is necessary to make sure the efforts of of central banks are coordinated. And that's what I was trying to mention beforehand with the first segment when we were talking about basically uh, uh, the, the, the creation of the global government, China being taken to the international world court, getting everybody on the same page. That's why I keep trying to say this is the socioeconomic reformation. This is the change. This is the time. This is COVID 1984. This is 2020. This is why they're talking about pre corona and post corona. This is why they're having Greta Thunberg appear over there on the CNN town hall talking about COVID 19, trying to be an expert. Because what we're seeing right now is just that the paradigm shift, the socioeconomic reformation, the socio political reformation, the realignment of our priorities. Another person echoing these sentiments is George Soros, who's boasting that the pandemic is the crisis of my lifetime that will allow us to achieve the inconceivable. How many people have been saying this? This is the crisis. Hillary Clinton saying, this is the crisis. We can't let it go to waste. We have to let this be the opportunity that allows us to change America fundamentally. Let me read a little bit of this, and I'll play for you guys a quick clip of Bernie Sanders, who's now stepped down from the Democratic presidential, uh, uh, who's just stepped down from running. He's doing the very same thing, saying that we can fundamentally change the tenets of America with this virus. It's almost crazy to see this many people parrot the same thing. This is written by Baxter Dimitri. They put this up over there on your newswire, May 18th. It says notorious left-wing billionaire George Soros has labeled the coronavirus pandemic, quote, the the crisis of my lifetime and indicated that the global crisis has provided the opportunity for radical changes to society previously thought impossible. Soros, who lived through the Second World War as a youth, said, quote, Even before the pandemic hit, I realized realized that we were in a revolutionary moment where what would be impossible for even inconceivable in normal times, had become not only possible, but probably absolutely necessary. During the interview on May 11th, Soros also said that, quote, I will also say that I put my faith in Trump to destroy himself, and he has exceeded my wildest expectations. Soros said. While the Constitution, according to Soros, quote, will prevent him from doing certain things, that does not stop the president from trying, quote, because he is literally fighting for his life. Radical left sponsor and billionaire George Soros says President Trump is, quote, literally fighting for his life. LifeSite News reports that Soros was, quote, particularly concerned about the survival of the EU because it is an incomplete union. While, according to the Hungarian born billionaire, the European Union was, quote, in the process of being created. That process was, quote, never completed. Thus, Soros said that the EU was exceptionally vulnerable, more vulnerable than the U.S., not just because it is an incomplete union, but also because it is based on the rule of law. Soros also commented on the recent conflict between Germany and the EU. Germany's highest court had ruled on May 5th that, the, that one of the EU's court of justice's decisions regarding, the, regarding policies of the European Central Bank was not legally binding. In turn, the European Court of Justice asserted that it alone had the jurisdiction over the ECU or the ECB. And then it goes on to talk about, oh, George Soros. Oh, how he's not a Nazi collaborator. Oh, he's such a good guy. Oh, he's not trying to take over markets. Shucks. We should just believe him. We should just believe him. Now, before I play for you guys, this next clip right here, literally right next to the very same post that we just covered Bernie Sanders saying that the coronavirus silver lining is that it can change the fundamental tenets of America, is you have to understand what these people are doing. This is why throughout the entirety of this, I've tried to explain the quick narrative shift, the pivot, how how one thing gets exposed, and they bring up something else. I won't play for you the entire clip. I just want to get a little bit of this over here. But this is, again... More of that pandemic policing saying, you know what? In times of crisis, you have no rights. Give us a second to restructure everything, and then we'll give you your outcome afterwards. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I'll, play I'll, I'll read a little bit of this and play the clip. It says, appearing on ABC, the twice-failed socialist presidential candidate Bernie Sanders proclaimed Sunday that there is a silver lining to the coronavirus. That it can initiate, quote, rethinking some fundamental tenets about the way our government and society works. Let's
7: listen. Nancy Pelosi is proposing we'll never pass the Senate. This is nothing more than a messaging exercise by House Democrats. They didn't have any input from Republicans.
3: It's a parade of absurdities that can hardly be taken seriously.
1: Republican senators there on the stimulus package passed by the House on Friday. We're going to get more on all this now from Senator Bernie Sanders joining us in his first Sunday interview since leaving the presidential race. Senator Sanders, thanks for joining us uh, this morning. I do want to get to that, but let's begin with where we just left off with Peter Navarro. The president's firing on Friday of the State Department Inspector General, Steve Linick. Now, the fourth Inspector General fired in several weeks. You heard what uh, Mr. Navarro said. He said he's worried about the deep state. The president deserves to have people loyal to his agenda. Look, this president thinks
7: he's above the law. He's above criticism. He wants to get away with anything that he can. And he does not understand that in the function of government, you have a Congress, you have Inspector Generals who say, by the way, Mr. President, what you're doing is wrong and it may be illegal. This has been his modus operandi from day one.
1: Let's let's talk about the economic stimulus package that was passed by the House on on Friday. It's the basis for negotiations with the Senate. We've heard those Senate Republican leaders don't seem to be in any rush to pass anything. If this came to the Senate floor, would you vote for it?
7: I would vote for a very substantive piece of legislation, and it really amazes me. Mr. Navarro talks about how the Republican Party is worried about the working class of this country. Well, you know what, Mr. Navarro? In the last two months, 35 million people have lost their jobs. There are millions of people today who are hungry in America. There aren't many food in their cupboards. There are people today who cannot afford to go to a doctor even when they have coronavirus symptoms. There are elderly people. Or sitting home alone, or scared to death about the future. If you're concerned about the working class of this country, understand the extraordinary suffering, unprecedented, that is now taking place. Demand that Congress act. Now, I think what Pelosi did in the House it is significant, it is important. I have some disagreements with it, and I want to see the Senate improve on it. Among other things, I happen to believe that we should go in the direction of a paycheck security process similar to what has been done in Europe, which says to every worker in America, you will continue to receive your paycheck and the other benefits which you had when you were on the job. And when this crisis is over, hopefully sooner than later, you're just going to go back to work. I also believe that during this crisis, instead of funding the COBRA program, what we should do is make sure that all people in this country including the 87 million who were uninsured or underinsured before the pandemic, have access to health care. And you do that by allowing Medicare to fill in the gaps for the uninsured and the underinsured. But I think Pelosi, at least unlike the Republican leadership, said, you know what? We have terrible suffering in this country. We need to get money out to the cities and towns, to the hospitals. We need to protect working people. And I would hope that the Republicans wake up and understand the severity of the crisis that we're facing and the suffering that now exists.
1: One of the other things we heard in Mr. Navarro's response is, you see, they're going to go full bore on Vice President Biden and his relationship with China uh, over the years. The point they're saying is that President Trump has been tough on China. Democrats led by Joe Biden have not.
7: Yeah, right. Now, well, look, we got a president who blames everybody in the world for uh, the problems that we face right, except Bernie. himself. You know, this all, is
0: right, the- all right, Bernie. But you, you get the point. You get the point. They manufacture the crisis, they exacerbate the issue. That way, they can come through with the solution, which is wow. Ironically enough, the Green New Deal, communism. It's like <laughs> they. It's like they wanted to collapse the country because they already had a backup plan. Wow. Within like sixty days of being in lockdown, you guys were able to come up with a completely new outlook for how America looked. Wow. Fascinating fascinating and validating but this is what I'm talking about so whenever you have George Soros talking about uh, changing doing doing all the things that he couldn't do before Bernie Sanders saying hey we can use this crisis to change the fundamental tenets Hillary Clinton saying hey guess what we shouldn't let this crisis go to waste Bill Clinton over here working with uh, Catholic minor governor, governor Gavin Newsom and uh, uh, New York governor Andrew Cuomo you've got to understand what's happening that's why they that's why they only have so long to, to to figure this out you get me they only have so long to wrap their hands around this and, and 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 squeeze it for as much as they can because the minute that it gets exposed it's going to be like a tidal wave and people are going to want answers so i'm not saying that the virus itself is a real no 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 i'm saying what i'm what i've always worried about throughout the entirety of this is government thinking that it can take care of us. Government overreaching and doing what it's doing. Very, very strange. But continuing on, sorry, Bernie, we're going to have to put you on the burner <laughs> for a bit, man. We are going to switch gears. Go back to last week where we were talking about the Wuhan coronavirus uh, and more. Just again, because we see this, you see this taking place. Uh, you see us kind of moving in lockstep with China and more, uh, not really having the American autonomy that we would prefer right here. Wuhan ordered to test all 11 million residents in 10 days. In 10 days, 11 million people in 10 days. That's like a million people a day. And they give like you're to give like, a well, you, you get what I'm saying, as Beijing scrambles to stop the COVID round two. So this is the second wave that they're seeing in, in, in China. And so the second wave of tyranny is just that get people to love their servitude, get people to clamor for the vaccine, clamor for the wearable technology, clamor for the contact tracing, clamor for the surveillance state. Give them their freedom just so you can lock them down one more time again and say, well, you've got to go get your testing, right? You like your freedom, don't you? You've got to go get your testing. This is put up by uh, Tyler Durden over there at Zero Heads. They put this up May 15th. It says, after reportedly discovering six new coronavirus infections in Wuhan following a month of calm health, following a month of calm, health authorities in the city of one, of, of 11 million and the epicenter of the outbreak, which is still in the process of, quote, normalizing after a 70-day lockdown that began back in January, are scrambling to test all of the city's residents in just 10 days.
2: The prospect of a return to lockdown in Wuhan has prompted authorities in the Chinese city where the global health crisis emerged to launch an ambitious campaign on Wednesday to test all of its 11 million residents. That decision comes after a cluster of new cases raised fears of a second wave of infections. A door-to-door campaign and online questionnaires have been rolled out throughout the community to seek information about tests people have already had and if they belong to high-risk groups. Chinese state TV showed footage of hundreds of residents queuing up for pre-screening and testing at one university hospital on Wednesday. Wuhan was placed under a lockdown at the end of January, which was only relaxed on April 8th. It reported six new cases over the weekend, the first infections since restrictions were removed. The Wuhan government earlier said that it had 211 locations where tests can be carried out and 53 laboratories to process results.
0: Six new cases, and everybody's got to get tested. Six new cases, and everyone's got to get tested. It says some local media outlets are calling it the 10-day battle, while most acknowledge the few except officials to succeed in running 11 million tests in 10 days. Currently, the most tests run per day anywhere in the world. is 20K per day in South Korea. At that rate, it would take roughly 18 months to test that many people. The city would need to test nearly 750,000 people per day to meet this goal. So think about this. We're trusting China who has been lying to us, who has been obscuring the details, not being transparent with the information. Really, really shady when we start asking them for information. They're deleting samples left and right, killing journalists and doctors. And why, again, are we following their modality whenever it co- or their, their method? When it comes to COVID nineteen, is is that again why President Donald Trump is like, "Look, World Health Organization, Tedros Ghebreyesus, you guys got to stop. I see you over here trying to do this. Get us in lockstep with China. All that's going to do is put us at a disadvantage. Could that be why Donald Trump decided to take a break away from the government lockstep, the, the, the global government lockstep agenda that you see taking place, to give us that American autonomy that we're looking for? You see, but it has to get to this point." to where it's so obvious that we are in lockstep with our adversaries. It's got to get to this point so that we beg for something different. The same way that people are begging for for, for, for their freedoms in this capacity, we've got to start talking about it in a different way. You see. You see. And speaking of which, what I mean in a different way is why you have thousands and 750,000 people apparently being tested in China at the time, No one's ever thinking about the method of why we're doing this type of testing. What I'm trying to say is right here. There are disinfecting tunnels headed to the supermarkets in the post-COVID-19 world. There's something called like herd immunity and then like terrain immunity. I haven't looked much into it, but the herd immunity is where everybody else, you know, has contracted it and you're all immune. The terrain immunity is where you sterilize the environment. Right to where you or, or or to where you get the environment you're used to the sickness. What's happening with all this sterilization, these hygiene things, and more, is there? If if you ask me, I think they're weakening our system. And then you introduce all these other chemicals and things and more. You we're, we're poisoning ourselves. But let me play for you guys a little bit of this, and then I'll I'll, I'll close this segment out. Uh, this is put up by Zero Hedge. They put this up May 20th. It says a French company had the ingenious idea of designing a disinfecting tunnel that could soon appear at the entrance of supermarkets and other commercial areas. Quote, customers enter it with their car and the produce is sprayed and, and the product is sprayed on it. Pierre Nicoletti, the manager of alenier the, the French-based company, handing, handling the design and the production of the tunnels, told La Voix du Nord. Nicoletti posted a short video on Facebook Wednesday detailing how the video works, and I'll play that clip for you guys. So the gentleman goes in, scans something. Is sprayed with some disinfectant of some kind, Lysol, maybe, hydroxychloroquine, I don't know, chemtrails, hallucinogenic DMT, and then he exits. Yeah, the tunnel sprays a fine mist of water and nitrogen, Nicoletti said, adding that the mist is, quote, harmless and allows dirt surface disinfection of more than 99%. In pre-Corona times, Allignier designed street furniture. saw saw its business freeze when the French government initiated lockdown several months ago, as COVID-19 cases and deaths soared. The company, he said, had to reinvent itself and seize the moment in, development a product, in developing a product that, conv- that could combat the virus spread. And that's what I mean by the socio-economic reformation, the socio-political reformation, and more. You see. Uh, I want to I close it out on this because while we're talking about coming up with disinfecting tunnels, right, little kiosks that you put inside of stores, well, let's talk again about disinfecting tunnels right here. New York Subway tests germicidal UV light to kill COVID-19. This is written by Tom Ozimek of the Epoch Times. They put this up May 20th. And before I go into this, again, I just have to highlight, this is why we had Dr. Stephanie Groot's. This is why Donald Trump also talked about light, sunlight, having disinfectant style properties to it. But because you have a brain dead, misinformed population who doesn't know how to think for themselves, they don't really understand what's going on. But let me read a little bit of this and then I'll close out the segment for you guys. It says New York's transit authority has launched a virus busting pilot that uses a special kind of germicidal ultraviolet light to disinfect the city's subway and buses calling it quote another aggressive step in keeping New York metro area's transit system clean and safe the metropolitan metropolitan transport transportation authority Columbia University and Denver-based startup Bureau joined forces to develop a miniaturized ultraviolet C, a UVC lamp, that is portable and proven to kill germs. Quote, it's been known for more than 100 years, in fact, that UV light is incredibly efficient at killing both viruses and bacteria, said David Brenner, director of the Center for Radiological Research at Columbia University and advisor on the project. In a video streamed during a Tuesday press conference, it talks more about this. Uh, this week, Brenner reported the first ever demonstrated test of UVC efficiently killing the CCP virus that that causes the COVID-19 disease. "Quote: The UV light that will be used in that will be used in the current overnight subway and bus disinfection program is very efficient in killing the virus that is responsible for COVID-19," Brenner said in a press release. MTA chief innovation officer Mark Dowd said at the presser that the first phases involves. Cleaning stations, metro trains, and buses with uh, with 150 portable devices, on which the MTA will spend about one million dollars. So there you have it. It is extraordinarily easy to kill this, and I'll put that in the description bar below. Because every uh, since we have covered COVID-19, I began to compile a list of various approaches, and I'm going to add that to it. The same way that there's growing evidence for vitamin D deficiency affecting COVID-19 severity. People have to know that there are solutions, and as radical as they may seem, it's the practicality and integrating these things into our lives that is even more radical. Uh, but here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into the third segment where we break down uh, a UK chief medic claiming that COVID-19 is harmless. So why all the panic? Trump saying that, hey, he's taking hydroxychloroquine. He's going to be done in a couple days. I don't know why the articles out there if he's going to be done in a couple of days but he's taking hydroxychloroquine to prevent COVID-19. And because we posted about uh, Bill Gates creating the 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 enzyme luciferase and posting about chloroquine, our post got deleted and our account got potentially threatened for deletion. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom and we'll be right back right after this.
3: your distance
6: while they're deceiving me it cuts my immunity tv's got control of me i turn it on they say but this is not over yet don't trust the man with the orange skin oh no it
8: comes from China, but there has to be some form of punishment
1: to two years off is the vaccine.
6: I wear my face mask in my house so-
0: Final segment, or, or maybe I should say, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the final segment. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And as we try to wrap our minds around what's happening, I hope you all understand that we're doing our best every single day to provide you with comprehensive analysis of what's going on. Um, I think this is sometimes why people, you, you may have noticed some of the shows lately have been very, very intense, very, very intense and dark because the times are dark, but that's also why I don't really want to engage in, in that darkness. In the second segment, I was supposed to talk about how in Oregon, there was a salon owner that was jailed and CPS came to visit her kids because she went to this lockdown. These are the casualties of war that we have to explain to people because this is just the beginning. And if we don't fight now, it's going to be a lot harder in the future when we don't have these platforms, when we don't have this connection, when we don't have this freedom. This is why it's about time for me to begin migrating off of Instagram because people really have to understand what's going on. This is not a, these, these, these days are not normal. These people get money off of us. They get rich off of all the, the views, the attention, the traffic, all the stuff that we get them they pimp us out for the masses and then they control and manipulate our own message. I'm currently shadow banned. <laughs> I told you guys that within like a couple of weeks, we gained 25,000 followers. This week alone, they were like, no, let's stop that. But you have to understand that's how this works because it's not a It's not, it's never been about the followers. It's about the message. And that's why when we talk about our posts being deleted, I've got something else for you guys. <laughs> but before we do so, before we start getting into these things, Let's start off here with this. You have the UK chief medical officer talking about how COVID-19 is harmless to the majority of people, despite what you may think, this is harm, th- th- This is harmless, uh, but people don't want that. Again, like I said before, people want to be validated in their fear. Let's take a listen. Sound issues? Give me uh, one quick second.
9: Most people, well, a significant proportion of people will not get this virus at all at any point in the epidemic which has gone for a long period of time. Of those who do, some of them will get the virus without even knowing it. They will have the virus with no symptoms at all, asymptomatic carriage, and we know that happens. Of those who get symptoms, the great majority, probably 80%, will have a mild or moderate disease, might be bad enough for them to have to go back to bed for a few days, not bad enough for them to have to go to the doctor. An unfortunate minority will have to go as far as hospital, but the majority of those will just need oxygen and will then leave hospital, and then a minority of those will end up having to go to severe uh, and critical care, and some of those sadly will die. But That's a minority. It's, it's 1% or possibly even less than 1% overall. And even in the highest risk group, uh, this is significantly less than 20%. Like the great majority of people, even the very highest groups, if they catch this virus, will not die. And I've really wanted to make that point really clearly.
7: Do you know, for example, now how many people in the country have recovered from the virus and are now perfectly healthy, such as the virus, for example?
9: We, we, have, we have data obviously in not know everybody for the reasons Chris has said because a large number of people have been asymptomatic or haven't gone to a doctor but we do have recovery rates they are available and I see absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be made available yes, yes so we certainly have hospital recovery yeah. rates yes, so we have, we have in a sense what we have and this is where I wouldn't want people to overread them but it's important they're perfectly open data actually it's perfectly possible to get hold of them if, you, if people want uh, is we have data on the people who got as far as hospital how many of those left hospital But, of course, they're at the very severe end of the spectrum. All the ones I was talking about before that point, they make a full recovery. They don't enter the statistics. Now, they increasingly will enter the statistics now that we have a better testing capacity that means that we're picking out more of the milder cases. In the community, but I think what you know, if if people look at those to go back to your point, what I wouldn't want is for people then to say, oh, "Well, that's uh, and the mortality rate is higher than I expected." That's because the the recovery rates we have are for people who are severe enough to get to hospital, and that's uh, and even so, that is a majority. So it is important that it sense is read in that context.
2: Thanks very for- much, There
0: you go. You've got uh, Boris Johnson chiming in. You've had some people say that he has changed his tone after being baptized with the coronavirus after going in and getting treatment uh, with the coronavirus. But there you have it. UK chief medic confirms that COVID-19 is harmless to the majority of people. It's harmless. You will recover. Yes, you know, there are mutations and things that are taking place, but you will recover. You know, and this is something that we've had to figure out how to navigate you know, explaining the virus versus explaining the socio-economic slash socio-political consequences. Tyson food markets now, or Tyson uh, foods, plants being shut down, food shortages, right? The third world starving, right? There are real consequences to our reaction to this virus. The toilet paper shortages, the hysteria, the frenzy, the fights. You see the panic, the survival mindset. There are real consequences to this, to this mindset. So we need people, these elected officials, to come out and say, hey, look, calm down. This is why you have psychiatrists saying, hey, look, these people who are listening to Dr. Anthony Fauci, these lockdown zealots, they're losing their mind. That's why you have a lot of people coming out saying, hey, you need to get your hands around this. People are dying. Donald Trump said, you want to lock this country down, you're going to see death because there are so many different things surrounding just this that the virus isn't what you need to worry about it's literally everything else it's government it's society it's people it's the environment it's 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 how sick we've we 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 truly have become you see and that's why i hope this time period you've used it to either get closer to god get a cleaner body, develop a new habit on learn what you've learned and teach yourself something new. I hope that you've used this time period to do something productive because when I'm telling you that when we reported last year over 50% of Americans on pharmaceuticals and then for us to find out this year that over 80% of those pharmaceuticals come from China, we're being poisoned, my friends. We're being dumbed down. We're being belittled. We're being dehumanized. So, yes, the virus is real, but the fact that we're not willing to face something like this shows you something else. It shows you that we're kind of sick. That we're scared. We're broken. That we're destitute. They broke us. Like Kathy Griffin holding Donald Trump's head, talking about, they broke me. We're broken. But that's the problem. Being broken is truly a mindset, it's that self pity. And I have something I'll play for you guys when I close out the show that encapsulates it beautifully. We'll talk about self-pity and that whole kill-yourself nihilistic, apathetic mindset that's being promoted out there. There is always hope. That's why despite how dark this has been, covering every single angle of this, we have always said, look, I can't come up with the answer right now, but I'm telling you, we will find one. We are seeing this shift take place. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. There is some good that does come from this, but we have to have our minds configured in order to be aware of this. I mentioned it briefly. I'll say this and I'll start getting into this next uh, this next topic for you guys. I mentioned it earlier this week when I found out that we couldn't go live Monday. I want or I wanted to go live just to show you guys or just to talk about something real quick and I couldn't go live because they had removed the post. But I put in our Instagram story uh, that and this is just how crazy all this stuff goes. We just had on Dr. Stephanie Groots. We broke down to you guys the benefits of UV light and IV therapy and things like that and more. Last year and the year before last, we had Rob of Truth and Vibration on. If you guys haven't listened to those episodes, they're very powerful. We talk about advanced technologies, suppressed technologies, multidimensional existences and more. How we have to have our minds configured to be able to receive these new type of technologies. Fast forward to where we're at now. We're now talking about UV light cleaning the body IV therapy not vaccines you see we had to get to this point to where we were confronted with such overwhelming evil that we had to find effective alternatives and we'll find more the very same way that we've compiled a list of, 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 of holistic approaches and natural remedies to fight COVID-19 to help boost your immune system this all had to happen out of necessity we had to be hit with this and, and, that, and that's how it works That's how a fight works. You get caught off guard when you get jawed in the mouth, but then guess what? Your adrenaline starts firing up. You start seeing red, and then you tell yourself, don't see red, channel that anger, channel that focus. We got caught flat-footed with this virus, and guess what? We didn't know what our solutions were. We had proposed solutions, advised answers, but then we had to learn that that very same answer was part of the problem. You see, a two-step uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ranting and digressing. But what I'm trying to break down to you guys is things had to get to this point. There are real consequences to us jumping at this virus, the socioeconomic and the sociopolitical consequences, right? The virus itself is real. It's less contagious or it's less deadly, more contagious. We will live through this and more. But what comes on the heels of this is what we have to worry about. But let me get back into uh, uh back into the mode, back into what we were talking about Uh, Cures and things of this nature right here. I mentioned earlier, Donald Trump says that he's taking the drug hydroxychloroquine to prevent the coronavirus infection. This is written by Joseph Weber of Just the News, Not the Noise. They put this up May 18th. It says President Trump said Monday that he's taking the drug hydroxychloroquine as a preventative measure for the coronavirus. The drug has long been approved by the FDA for the treatment of malaria and other diseases, but is only approved by the agency on an emergency basis to treat the coronavirus. Frontline workers, many, many are taking it, Trump said. I happen to be taking it, the president said, as a prescription for the drug from the White House physician. He also said that he's taking it in combination with zinc. All I can tell you is so far, I seem to be okay, said Trump, who's been taking the drug for about one week or two. Results about whether the drug can help coronavirus patients still remains unclear. Trump's surprise announcements has raised some concerns about a run on the drug. There was an article coming out today that says by Saturday, he will be done taking the drug. He will be done with his two-week treatment of hydroxychloroquine and zinc. And I actually mentioned that as well when speaking with Stephanie Grootz that when I tried to take zinc, being cool, mixing it with organic coconut and pineapple, that I threw it up. Do not try to take over the recommended amount. Definitely try to just gradually introduce zinc into your body because if it's toxic, if your body's toxic, it's going to reject it. And that's what we have to have a discussion on. What is nutrition? What is health? What is medical freedom? You see, these are all very real things that are going on, but because we have been in a, 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 a trance a sleep we've been sheep walked into this position with all these, these technocrats and scientists in the backgrounds drugging us and guiding us in certain directions we haven't thought about our health we think drugs <laughs> we think drugs cure us we have no no awareness of the of the benefits of of of, of plants fruits and veggies and this is something we've discovered over here on the show throughout the course and the entirety of doing these things we've had on ty- nutritionists uh, doctors we've had all kinds of different people on the show to break these things down to you guys how plants can be used as medicine to heal you but in this sick and inverted and satanic society this wicked degenerate world we live in today we think that pills pharmaceuticals vaccines and other other tools of, of, of pharmacaea are supposed to satisfy us. These are band-aids on scars, where people are unaware of things like coconut butter and shea butter, how they, re- how they literally heal scars and rebuild the tissue there. They're, aware- they're unaware of things like uh, telomeres, anti-aging technology. This is, again, something we discussed with Rob of Truth and Vibration, how they have the life extension technologies. We also discussed this with Billy Carson, of Forbidden Knowledge. People have to understand that this is how this great game works. You have to expose things in order for changes to take place. Things have to get so bad that the that, that Trump himself can't take a regular drug. Right? That shows you the amount of control that people have. That's that medical tyranny. It has to be exposed in order for it to change. You see. Now <laughs> let me get into uh let me get into something right here. This is and we don't cover it. We don't talk about it. But I think it's kind of cool, and I think it's kind of fun. But right here, a couple days ago, we had some posts removed. We had the ad that we placed for chloroquine, which you can find in the description bar below. If you guys are curious, I'll put it there. Go ahead and get you some. You can get some, uh, what is it, it's cinchona tree bark extract, and I think that's where the chloroquine is, and you can take that over an extended period of time, and it'll help uh, boost your immune system. We posted about that, right? One of the people who has a, a, a cinchona tree X bark, cinchona, cinchona tree bark extract, and Bill Gates creating an enzyme that will work with his vaccine microchip implant known as Luciferase. So we were trying to provide you guys with hope. <laughs> We were trying to provide you with hope, right? Give you, you know, alternatives and things that you could go do. (laughs) As we've talked about with vitamin C, vitamin D3, you know, zinc, selenium, iodine, magnesium, (laughs) you know, and more. They're trying to make you aware that, hey, Bill Gates is creating something that sounds like Lucifer for his vaccines. And (laughs) Instagram said, no, your account may be deleted if you keep this up. You keep this up and make people aware that there are solutions other than other than hydroxychloroquine and other than Bill Gates' vaccines will delete you. You expose Bill Gates and his ties to Big Pharma and, and what he's doing next will delete you. People have to understand who we're really going up against. You see. People really, really have to understand the threat Again, the power is behind these people. You see. Which leads me to this next article. And I'm going to read this. And then I'm going to close out this segment playing for you guys a sermon preached by... well, I'll just save it for... I'll save it then. But it's a sermon about self-pity. Because as I read about how Trump's new secret watch list allows for government to track political and information activists with no warrant. You know how he likes to get rid of due process, right? A lot of people would think at this time period, shucks, what have I done? Pity me. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. I may be on this list. Woe is me. I might be shot down because I stood up. You're darn right I stood up. Because a coward dies a thousand deaths, and I've got no time to sit up over here and and wallow in self-pity. I do not. I've got time to do work. I am here to build civilizations and help my fellow man. I don't got time to sit up over here and be fearful, and neither do you. Let me read this article. It comes from Matt Agarist over there at the Freethought Project. They put this up May 20th. It says, according to the ACLU, in September of 2007, the Inspector General of the Justice Department reported that the Terrorist Screening Center, the FBI-administered organization that consolidates terrorist watch lists information in the United States, had over 700,000 names in its database in April of 2007. And that was a list growing by an average of over 20,000 records per month. According to the most recent numbers, the list is now approaching... 3 million people many of whom are US citizens while this list is nefarious for many reasons namely because it is secret as to how your name gets on it and the government will never release those names it is reportedly used to combat it is used to combat terrorism people on this list according to the FBI's terrorist screening center have alleged ties to terrorism before I continue on, realize that we started this episode off talking about how Hillary Clinton deemed armed lockdown protesters as domestic terrorists. Joy, Joy Behart said this as well. Getting back into the article, it says, there is another list, however, that is far more er, inquitous in nature. The administration of President Donald Trump, who reportedly found himself subject to warrantless surveillance during the election, has created a new list that for the first time since 9-11 includes American citizens with no connections to terrorism. Like the the FBI's list, this new watch list, dubbed the Transnational Organized Crime Watch List, authorized through a classified attorney general order and launched in 2017, is expected to grow to well over one million names. According to an in-depth Newsweek investigation, it allows the government to track and monitor Americans without a warrant, even when there is no evidence that they are breaking the law. If you need to do so, Read the above sentence again and let that sink in. Law enforcement in America can now reportedly track and monitor Americans who have not been accused of a crime and do so without first obtaining a warrant. As Newsweek reports, like the terrorist watch list, the new TOC watch list authorizes agencies to collect information when there is no evidence of a crime or intent to commit a crime. This authority circumvents criminal justice requirements for due process. Equal protection under the law and freedom of association under the constitution. So <laughs> basically what I'm trying to let you guys know is they're watching your boy. <laughs> on the list. I'm on a list. Uh, and I'm not surprised. I'm really out. Better yet. I would be more, I would be offended if I wasn't on the list because you have to understand the people that we're going up against. We've talked about national tracing systems, contact tracing, We have sat here and not exposed, but broken down what is happening to us week by week for almost several years now. And if you don't think we're on somebody's type of list, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, shucks, just the other week I told you guys, I think that these technocrats and these social engineers, I think they're allowing me to operate in some type of capacity so that they can monitor not only my movements, people's reactions and things of this nature. Fast forward to this week, the Free Thought Project releases that article and breaks down how, yes, indeed, political and information activists are on a list. Which brings me back to this point. And my account may be deleted, gang. That's no that's no gimmick. That's no ploy. You know, I'm not yanking your chain. When I said earlier, when I posted this, that we may not be able to go live this week, that's what I knew. I tried Tuesday. We were able to go live. The point is this. We may not be here Throughout the entirety of 2020, going into 2021, we're having a look at getting a web app and a mobile app developed, akin to uh, Billy Carson's Unite the 99, to, to, to facilitate this. Because this is where it's going. If you don't think they're looking for ways to monitor us and censor us, you're a fool. We've been experiencing censorship since covering Jade Helm 15. UX 16, the unconventional warfare exercises of 2016, where you had military training to take on American civilians. Fast forward to where we're at today. So do you see, again, the necessity of why we have to diversify the information, not only because you guys deserve it, but because the times are hot, the time is short, the time is now. And if we don't figure out a way to maintain communication with the progress, with the momentum we've already had, it's gonna be lost. I, I, I freak out about, you know, wondering where my reinforcements are, wondering where my second wave of truth seekers are, and things like this. Well, I guess this is that, that moment. Us developing like a web app and a mobile app and stuff like that, it's out of necessity now. It has literally become out of necessity. Not, not, not to strut, not to be braggadocious, not to be boastful but out of necessity in order for us to keep delivering the information. So when I get up over here and I tell you guys support us with exclusive members, it's a real thing. I'm still kicking myself in the keister for not making the online store, understanding what's happening with e-commerce, you see, but this has all come from a place of compassion, understanding, and trying to get this information out to you guys. Like I said before, I don't have time to sit here and worry. I don't have time to sit here and be in my emotions and feel some type of way. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've, we've got alarms to raise. We've got souls to fire up. We've got work to do. And there really is nothing else for us to be doing. You see, Oh, maybe I should just listen to Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. I'll just go inside and wait. You know, I'll, I'll, I won't get sunlight. I won't research anything. I won't think for myself. Nope. I'll just listen to these people who have robbed us of our power. So I want to play for you guys real quick. This is a, ironically enough, um, this is actually a sermon preached by pastor Scott Lamb of, uh, the, the door Christian center out there in El Paso. Uh, but I found it over on the Jesse spots channel. Now for people who are unfamiliar with Jesse spots, if you want a fantastic breakdown of modern day events through like a biblical lens, like a socio, a, a political breakdown of things that's happening, like in a a, a a a biblical way. Check out Jesse Jesse Spots's channel. Uh, but yesterday, when working on the episode, I was trying to find you know Jesse's channel. He ended up playing this, and I stopped halfway through because somebody very close to me really benefited from this message. And I'll play a little bit of it. I'll put the link of it in the description bar below if you guys want to hear the rest of it. But really, understand self pity. Really, really understand these demons. Really understand these spirits and these emotions and the things that are at work. And why I tell you, it is more the evolution of warfare is very real. Spiritual warfare is very real. And why every week we try to get up over here and equip you with what's necessary to fight these things. You see. So, with that being said, here is uh, Pastor Scott Lamb of the of the Christian Door Center uh, talking about self pity.
8: Thank you for that. Welcome. First Kings chapter 19, if you have your Bibles with you. Hallelujah. If I were you, I would just buy the MP3s.
4: So.
8: <laughs> I remember once I was in Tucson preaching the conference, and they had this big screen video of me behind me, and I didn't know it. I'm just preaching I didn't know that they were broadcasting my face up there. At one point, I turned around. I was like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> so, First Kings 19. You know, there are countless ways that you can destroy yourself. Suicide gives you all sorts of options. Guns, ropes, lids, poison buildings, water, cars, fire, explosives. People come up with all kinds of ways to dispatch themselves. Self-destruct. You can destroy yourself socially by saying all the wrong things at the wrong time and always speaking your mind. And hello, You can also destroy yourself socially by treating people badly. You can destroy yourself uh, uh, economically by quitting a job because you had a bad day or you don't like it. You can destroy yourself economically by spending impulsively, running up credit cards, not thinking about it and not tithing. You can destroy yourself medically by eating all the wrong things and carefully avoiding exercise. (laughs) You can destroy yourself mentally by giving yourself to various addictions, uh, be it drugs or drink or uh, pornography or whatever it is, you're, you're destroying your brain by your addiction. Whatever that addiction is, doesn't matter what it is, addictions destroy the mind you can destroy yourself spiritually by backsliding. And at the end of the day, self-destruction is incredibly easy. There's so many ways you can do it. It's the old saying that any donkey can kick a barn down. It takes a craftsman to build it. Any donkey can destroy his life. And having said that, what is so striking to me when I think about that is how recognizable these things are. We see them coming. We know self-destruction by sight. And none of these things are set in stone. None of them are unavoidable. It's not like this giant monolith is coming and, and there's no way around it and there's no way to avoid it. There are there are endless possibilities to avoid self-destruction and yet it seems to me that as people start to enter into a certain mode and into a certain vein of thinking uh, they embrace self-destruction with open arms. This is going to kill me. Oh goody. I'm glad. And that's a very strange thing to me. Avoiding self-destruction truly is easy and yet people destroy themselves with great regularity. I've been pastoring for many, many years and I watch people who know better Just pull the pin. Watch people who've been touched by God. Watch people whose lives have been powerfully redeemed from, from absolute hopelessness. And here they are set free Touched by God, empowered by God, with a destiny, and they pull the pin. Self destruct. It just is amazing to me. And then you consider all of the collateral damage and all the people that get destroyed with, with that one s- stupid decision. And all the people that you love the most, or at least you say you love, but the truth of the matter is once the damage is done and there's nothing but corpses lying around you, you realize you didn't really love anybody but yourself. Because no it's entered into your mind as you moved into this final scene. It's so all of these thoughts I'm pondering and I'm saying, why do people do this? When there are so many options and it is so avoidable. And I understand there's probably a number of core issues. Sin and the need to scratch that fleshly itch, maybe. I don't know. But you know, it seems to me that there is a key player and a common denominator in self-destruction. There's a fuse that you like on the bomb that's going to blow you up. And that fuse is self-pity. And what I have seen again and again is men giving themselves to self-pity. God didn't do what I wanted him to. I didn't get the promotion I wanted. I wasn't recognized. It's not fair. Life's not fair. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, we can phrase it lots of different ways, but when you drill right down it's self-pity, and here's the real catch, is that there's something in our fallen human nature that relishes self-pity, we like it. We don't want to admit it, because we all recognize it as very ugly, When someone else is in the self-pity mode that, you know, it's like, dude, pull your head out. we'll do it ourselves and feel completely justified.
0: So I'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys want to finish watching it. It's a fantastic sermon. It's like an hour long. It breaks down so many different key things. Uh, Not falling prey to all these different things and more. Getting control of yourself. You know, This is the type of, again, spiritual nourishment that I want to give to people with our platform and more. Uh, But like I said, if you guys want to check that out, listen to it in in its entirety, I'll put it in the description bar below uh, with the actual episode article so you can check it out because these are the days that we're in, and that's why we have to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Infection Investigations, Pandemic Policing, and Gauntlet Challenges. Yeah Alright Yeah, I will put all of the links For all the videos we watched in the description bar below As well as the sermon By Pastor Scott Lamb Of the Dora Christian Center That self-pity sermon is on fire If you don't listen to it And your soul does not get on fire You're probably wearing a mask I'll put all the other cool and cute things we did in this episode in the description bar below. And if you guys want to support this type of work, you want to see us take it to the enemy, to our adversary, think about joining our patreon exclusive membership program. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noizera, Freedom Faction, out.